The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 28th chapter. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This weekend in the church year, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Trinity. Usually, our special celebrations have to do with the life of Jesus and events such as Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. This is the only one that's about a doctrine, a teaching of the church. And it came about because early Christian believers realized that they were experiencing God in three ways. As God the Father and Creator, who created and sustains all life, who made us and still takes care of us. And as Jesus the Son, who left his heavenly home to become one of us in the flesh, who understands how we hurt and what we need and how we struggle, who endured the cross for us and for our salvation. And as the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who stirs up faith and grows us in holiness. So we may name the three persons of the Trinity in the traditional way of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or in other ways as well, such as Creator, Christ and Sustainer, or as Bishop Curry is fond of saying, loving, liberating, and life-giving God. Or this one from a New Zealand prayer book, Earthmaker, Painbearer, and Life-Giver. I like that one. However we name the Trinity, we are describing one God revealed to us in a community of three persons. But in the early centuries, the faithful not only thought about how they experienced the Trinity, they also tried to understand how the persons of the Trinity relate to each other. Saint Augustine in the fourth century wrote this, now love comes from someone who loves and something is loved with love. So then there are three, the lover, the beloved, and the love. This is how Augustine tried to express the relationship of love that is between the Holy Trinity. The great lover of all is God the Father, the beloved is Jesus the Redeemer, and the love is the Holy Spirit. Artists also help us understand the Trinity including Russian painter Andrei Rublev, 
born in 1360. His icon of the Holy Trinity is filled with meaning. It's one that I love and look at every day in my office, and I've put it in the atrium so you can look at it after worship if you'd like. At first glance, it's about the angel's visit to Abraham and his hospitality to them. But looking deeper, it has a brilliant and gentle image of the Holy Trinity. When I meditate on it, this is what I see. The three persons are at table, left, center, and right. We see their faces and their posture inclined toward one another. The Holy Spirit figure wears a garment that is the clear blue of the sky wrapped in a robe of green, as if the Spirit is breathing in heaven and breathing out new life. The sun has a garment that is the color of reddish-brown earth and a cloak of royal purple. He is fully God and fully human, uniting heaven and earth. The Father seems to wear many shimmering colors, hard to describe, but beautiful and mysterious. And each holds a long walking staff. Not that they need it, but we humans are on a journey through this life. And the staff seems to show that the three enter into our journey, walking with us. There's a chalice on the table pointing to Holy Communion. And as we gaze at the painting, we see that there is open space on our side of the table, a space that invites us, that invites all of humanity, all of the cosmos, into that circle of lover, beloved, and love. The Trinity shows us that not one or two, but three is loving community at its best. It's not all about one, just me. It's not all about two, just me and God, or just me and my neighbor. No, it's about three. Faithful life is about me and God and my neighbor. It's about you and God and your neighbor in communion, in a circle of love that unites heaven and earth. I'm reminded today of a story that Henry Nouwen told in one of his books about a life-changing Maundy Thursday service. Father Nouwen had taught at Notre Dame and Yale and Harvard and then was drawn to a very different life, to live and serve and learn and encounter God in the large daybreak community in Ontario, Canada. It's a Christian community where people with serious special needs, mental, physical, and emotional, live with their caregivers. For 10 years, Nouwen was their pastor. As I remember the story, Nouwen talks about the foot washing service at that Monday Thursday service, taking off shoes and socks, washing feet, drying them off, moving on to the next person, profound yet quite orderly. And when they were all done, Nouwen's expectation was that the worship service would move smoothly toward Holy Communion. Instead, the residents stopped everything to help each other with difficulty and devotion and dedication and giggles 
with wheelchairs and crutches and bodies that didn't work all that well, <clears throat> to find each other's socks and shoes, moving around up there in front of the church, matching footwear to persons, until every foot was socked and shoed, no foot left behind. It was wonderfully and beautifully chaotic, and it took quite a long time. And then, finally, they were prepared to move on to Holy Communion, all together. Their love for one another, the relationship among them, their sense of being community together, were everything. What does it mean to be human? To be created in the image of the Holy Trinity, of lover, beloved, and love. Maybe it's not so much about intelligence or strength or fine abilities. Maybe it's simply about being in community and relationship and love with one another. And all of us who are perfectly imperfect, who are just hunting for our socks and patiently helping others to do the same, are reflecting the Trinity just fine, living in the heart of God, and loved beyond measure. On this Holy Trinity Sunday, as you know, we are honoring our beloved graduates. Graduates, this is your time, and this is your world. It needs you, and all the love that you can pour into it. Know that we support you, and love you, and believe in you, and are so very proud of you. I have two prayers for you. I pray that you will have hope because you are rooted and grounded in the God in whose image you are created. You are God's beloved and you have every reason for hope. And I pray that you will be brave, brave enough to make the world a better place, brave enough to have a vision and work for it, brave enough to be kind. A very blessed Holy Trinity Sunday to you all, in the name of Jesus. Amen.